Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We create one-on-one custom fitness solutions to achieve your goals without wasting time or compromise. We build and rebuild committed people so you can get out of pain, get strong, and get back to living the life you want to. We don't waste time. So let's get on with the show. Hey, hello and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Today we're continuing with our five C's of returning from injury. C number three is creativity. Creativity, super important and often overlooked. We cannot be rigid in a process that requires flexibility. If you come into a program, either as a coach or a client, with very rigid ideas of how this is going to work and how you're going to get there, the first time you run to a roadblock, the first time you have a flare-up, the first time you have a setback, you're not going to know what to do. If you are working in person with somebody, one-on-one, and suddenly you're doing a movement and it starts to hurt more than it should, what do you do? If you look at your paper and you're like, well, I have four more sets of eight written here, so I guess we're going to keep doing it, I think you already know you're messing up. If you're not sure what to do, if you freeze and are suddenly like, oh, I, I guess we'll go to the next movement and oh, but we're, we're definitely going to end 20 minutes early now and, and we're not going to get anything done on that, that part of the body I wanted to work on and oh no, what do we do? Then I think you're not letting yourself be as creative as you could and as would really help you. Let's talk about your injuries. Let's assume that you're hurt. You're trying to come back from injury. What is something you've known you needed to do but have avoided doing? What is the thing that you say, yeah, I know I should fill in your blank here, but I, I, I don't. I just, I, I just don't. And maybe this is the homework your physical therapist gave you. Maybe this is the mobility work your coach gave you. Maybe this is booking sessions with your coach. Maybe this is going for your daily walks. Maybe this is doing a little bit of stretching right when you wake up in the morning. Whatever the thing is, there's something you know you need to do, but you're avoiding doing it. Now, now that we've identified what those things are, what are the reasons for not doing it? Be honest, be vulnerable, dig into it. Is it because it hurts? Is it because you think it's not working? Is it because you're not making progress? Is it because even if you did that thing, you don't actually believe that you can be fixed, that your injury can be solved, that you can come back? You don't have any certainty that the way you are existing right now isn't going to be the rest of your life? If any of these are true, you need to gain some certainty around these things. Very, very, very important. Do you find yourself embracing and welcoming change? Is that something you're open to? Because the process of getting out of injury requires a lot of change. Not only going from a painful to pain-free state, ideally, but also changing habits. We might have to change the way you move, the way you practice, the kind of things you do on a daily basis to get this very important, very deep, very resonant goal. If you aren't open and welcoming to change, 
you're going to have a harder time. If you are resistant, if you are reluctant to change, we need to get in and figure out why that is. Why don't you want to be someone who stretches for three minutes every morning? Why don't you want to be someone who pays for a one-on-one coach to go in and invest in yourself and invest time, energy, resources, money to make yourself better and get to the goals that you know you want? You know these are goals. You know this is the kind of person you want to become, and yet there is resistance and reluctance around this idea. Why is that? Why won't you let yourself be this person that you so want to be? If these changes that you are perhaps resistant and reluctant around, that we want you to be welcoming to, if these changes can be viewed as an opportunity instead of a threat, you have a much better chance. In this one-on-one session I described, if you suddenly feel terrible pain, many things will run through your mind, partly depending on your relationship with the coach. Am I doing something that's going to hurt me? Did I just make it worse? Is this a huge setback? Did I do something wrong? Am I broken? If I'm doing the thing with a coach I trust that is supposed to fix this problem, and now it feels worse, Is there something weird and unique about me that can't be fixed? These kind of thoughts can turn the changes that you need, the program that you need, the habits that you need to build, the things that you need to do that you're avoiding doing. These things can all be seen as a threat in that context. It is often coupled with fear and uncertainty and trepidation because things have already been hard. You've already been frustrated. You've already tried other things to make this better and it hasn't worked. Maybe staying still is a better choice. But as we've talked about before, inaction is not a neutral choice. There's a cost to everything and the cost of inaction is significant and serious. So viewing change as an opportunity is massive. And that change is, yes, going from painful to pain-free. Of course, that's a huge opportunity. That's easy to see. But if you are trying to do a tempo back squat because your knees have hurt, every time you run, your knees hurt, and you don't understand, you got a coach who understands how to assess a program. They assessed you head to toe. They did some testing, and they sorted out. Good news. I think this is primarily a connective tissue problem. We know how to make that stronger and more resilient. We are going to do some of this tempo back squatting as well as a number of other protocols. And you're doing that and suddenly it starts becoming very uncomfortable, too uncomfortable. Your coach told you it was okay to a three or four out of 10 on the pain scale and all of a sudden we're at a six. So you stop. Now, you have the option of giving up and going home. You also have the option of digging into your creative bucket, and especially for the coaches out there. This is massive. What is another way to accomplish the thing you're trying to accomplish that isn't the thing you're trying right now? And you may have to think outside the box. You may have to invent an exercise 
I don't actually think exercises can be invented anymore, but on a, on a weirdly regular basis, I do things in the gym that I've never seen anyone else do. And I've never heard of anyone else doing, but in the moment it occurs to me as a pretty good workaround. It's never plan A, but oh, okay. Well, this person has this limitation when they do their squat, uh, their knee starts to light up and their feet are hurting a little bit. Okay. So we're going to change. Okay. I want to actually like decrease the resistance so much that we're under body weight because I want that range of motion more than I want the load in this particular circumstance. And, oh, I see why their feet are hurting because they're rocking back on their heels so much. Okay. So now we're doing a band supported parallel heels elevated box squat. Totally. Try it out. How does that feel? Oh, that feels pretty good. Okay, we're going to go another two inches lower and dig and dig and dig. Most of the time, you won't have to do things like this. But when you run into setbacks, when you run into flare-ups, when you run into something you didn't expect, you know, the thing that works for 70 or 80% of people or cases or situations isn't working anymore, you need to get creative. If someone shows up and you're like, yep, we're doing our tempo back squatting. And they say, ooh, I can't, I can't squat barbells. I hurt myself with a barbell once. Um, so I can't have a barbell on my back. It actually, uh, it causes nerve problems and, and it's, a, it's a real issue. And you look at your piece of paper and you have six barbell movements planned for the day. You need to get creative. Instead of saying, oh, well, this isn't going to be as good. We're not going to get the kind of stimulus I want, but I, I guess we could do something with a kettlebell. Find a way to use those kettlebells and get the same stimulus. That's your job. That's your dictum. This is the thing you are supposed to do is be effective and be empathetic and be efficient. So how are you going to do it? And maybe it requires some creativity. Maybe you need two dumbbells with a band strung around them. Maybe you need a box. Maybe you need to get a little bit weird. Maybe you need to add tempos. Maybe you need to go to single leg. Maybe you need to change the protocol completely so the stimulus can remain. View this as an opportunity, not a threat, both to yourself as the client and the program and the reputation as a coach. Also, I would not discount the benefits of adding both variety and novelty into any workout routine. It is not novelty for novelty's sake. It is not variety for variety's sake. It is variety and novelty to keep you engaged, to keep you interested, to slightly mix up the stimulus, to regain your focus. If you've been doing tempo back squat, box squats, five by eight for seven weeks, you're going to start losing focus. Most people are not dedicated enough, are not focused enough to care as much on week eight with the exact same movements at the exact same reps at the exact same weight or something very close to it as they will if regularly. It doesn't have to be every day. It certainly doesn't have to be every week, but mixing it up. Changing it up to capture all the benefits of variety and novelty is a good reason to do it. Even if you are sure that your front rack step up really is the best way to do this, after week six, seven, eight, nine, 
whatever you want to fill in, you're going to be getting fewer results and your stimulus will be lowered because the person has adapted so heavily to that protocol already that you're no longer getting the bang for your buck. You will if you change that up and you do some front foot elevated split squats for a while and then maybe 16 weeks from now, after you've gone through a couple of other protocols, you come back to your front rack step ups, boom, everything old is new again. Suddenly we're working at heavier weights or better tempos or higher steps. You will get more benefit, many benefits, by mixing these things up on a regular basis and not being so canonical and not being a zealot to your process or methodology or movement selection. Expand your toolbox as wide as you can. There are experts in every little fitness specialty niche. All of them have something you can use. All of them have something you can use. If there is something you dismiss completely, whatever it is, oh, like why would I learn how MMA people train? Like I work with people over 50 who need to walk again. Why would I spend any time figuring out how people fight in an octagon. You are missing a ton of rotational strength, of explosive strength, of stability, of endurance. Are they going to do exactly what those people are doing? No, you don't necessarily need to go get a heavy bag. But being able to move and react to load can be incredibly important. Learning how to fall, yeah, that's really, really, really useful for an aging population. So dig in. Learn how some of these people are doing what they're doing. Also view these other protocols, methodologies, types of coaching as an opportunity, not a threat. They are not your competition. Coaches, we are not each other's competition. There's too many people in the world who need help. The more we can work diligently on expanding each other's depth and breadth of knowledge, and not everyone is going to have the same values, but understanding what values each coach holds and what they're working toward will also let you draw some value from that and understand when someone who doesn't seem like they're making the right progress for you would make excellent progress with that coach. That's another use of creativity. Referring them to someone better, to a program that makes more sense to the kind of gym where they would actually thrive, where maybe they aren't right now. Let yourself be creative. Figure out what you've been avoiding doing and the reasons for not doing it and dig into that. Create someone who is open and embracing and welcoming of change. Create someone who views setbacks and issues and pain as an opportunity and not a threat. All of this with a sprinkling of variety and novelty will absolutely drive your progress, especially coming back from injury. Especially. We cannot be rigid in a process that requires flexibility. Let yourself be flexible. Let yourself be creative. And you will be amazing. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong.
Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star rating if you have the time. That makes a big difference. DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. Any questions, if you just want to pick our brain. If you'd like more info, the website is feelstrong.me. We value effectiveness, individualization, and empathy. If you want to see what it's like to have an expert in the field, really listen and hear what you need to build you the perfect program to get you where you want to go, today is the perfect time to get started. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much.